Hi, my name is Gabrielle Reese. I'm the founder of Women Who Influence. And today on our podcast with my co-host Summer, we are having a conversation about building a community through business. Um, Summer, do you go ahead and take the floor? Hi, everyone. This is the co-host of the In a Woman's World podcast, um, Summer, and we are here with Latarsha. Um, founder of Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain. Is that I say that right? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain. You said it right. Okay. All right. Um, welcome, Latarsha. We are glad to have you here. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Latarsha Harden. I am the founder of Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain, where we bring awareness to domestic violence, emotional abuse, and sexual abuse. Wow, that's that's very impactful. Um, tell us a little bit more on how you got started in your business and finding such a powerful name for it. Well, I was going through a divorce at the time and I was in um, going to a trauma-informed therapist because of my past trauma, sexual trauma, and um, God just put it on my heart that um, to have a conference and the name of the conference was Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain. And, you know, as I continue to break my silence, it's everybody started inboxing me saying, how did you do that? How did you tell your story? You know, what was the backlash like? And I found myself not knowing how to love myself. So I mm-hmm. created a 12 step program, teaching people how to love themselves. And once I brought that into the community, a lot of people just started saying, hey, you know, I want to sign up for this. I want to understand it, you know, because when you go through different types of trauma, it's hard for you to love yourself because Mm -hmm. dysfunction becomes the norm in your life. Mm, Right. Yes. Yes. So I love that you said teaching people um, how to love themselves. So. Give us a little insight on how you begin to love yourself because that I want to know because I need to love myself, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I I was making a lot of just bad decisions for myself. You know, I was always putting other people before myself. I found myself, I had um, years ago, this was years ago, um, I had a friend that called me and said, hey, I need help with, you know, my rent. Can you help me out? And I found myself taking money from my rent to help this person out, but I wasn't understanding self-love comes with making sure that your cup is full before you pour into someone else. And, you know, I found myself picking bad choices in men. It was like I had a magnet on my forehead to say, come and cheat on me. (laughs) But I needed to do that internal work. So Latarsha, tell us, you know, community is something that's also important for our organization, Women Who, who Influence. So tell us like the inspiration behind starting that, starting breaking the silence and healing the pain. Well, I was going through a really bad divorce at the time, but I was in a process of, I had started working on my healing from my childhood trauma growing up. I was sexually abused by my biological father. 
And, you know, going through that type of trauma, not only was I getting sexually abused, but I also conceived a son from the abuse. And for so long, I had suppressed that pain. And as I started going through my go through, I was going through a really bad divorce where I kept, I was staying in a marriage for 12 years to a husband who had had three children on me by three different women. I was being ridiculed. I was being, you know, made fun of because I did not know how to walk away from that relationship. Because you remember, I was I was a, a kid growing up with trauma. And so that type of drama became the norm in my life. So this became normal for me. And I kept looking at him saying, oh, well, if he, if he sees that he's going to hurt me, then he's going to stop. He's going to do better. You know, and I kept thinking that this man was going to do better. Well, it wasn't about him. It became about me, except what am I willing to accept? Do I love myself to walk away from this marriage or do I stay in this marriage and continue to go through emotional abuse? And so this is when I started going to therapy and I went to therapy for about eight years. And I just, I was sitting in my living room praying one day and God said, you need to tell your story. And I said, wow, I need to tell my story so that I can let people in the community know that you're just because you go through this abuse, you're not alone. It is so many other men and women going through the same thing that I'm going through. And somebody, maybe if I tell my story, this can be the way to unlock somebody else's prison. And so this is how I started breaking the silence and healing the pain because I felt like I needed to break my silence. Mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to continue to be silent anymore because I lost my voice as a little girl growing up. Right. And and that led you, you know, to create this community and to create your your business so that you know you could help yes. others. Um, yes. From 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 breaking a silence, I created the twelve step program. I became an author because my book is called Breaking the Silence. I have um, big conferences. I have one coming up on April the 22nd called Release the Baggage. Mm -hmm. I will have um, Stefan Speaks as one of my keynote speakers there. Mm -hmm. Yes. This, this is amazing, actually. You know, it's, it's very needed in the community because a lot of people go through these things and they feel like they don't have the help, you know? And yeah. Especially in Baltimore, where you're from, right? Shout out to Be More. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love Baltimore, and you know that when I that was home base. So that is where I originally started, and I had my first conference in Baltimore. You know, the second one I had it in Pennsylvania, but I just felt like maybe this need to be global. But it was rooted in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a. Uh great point you just brought up maybe this needs to be global so with the globalness of it how did you build how did you take that step like what did you do to build a global audience because it's huge especially for a woman of color we go through things where we just keep it inside of us and we don't know how to unleash it 
But then when we do unleash it, people take it as aggression. So how do you, how did you, or do you um, help women unleash that, but in more of a so-called feminine manner, mannerism where we're not judged from our past? So I have a support group that I do on Mondays. I'm not doing it right now because I needed to take a break because of Mm. the things that I'm doing right now. Mm. But um, one of the things that I did was I started um, my support groups every other Monday. Mm. And that is how I built my clientele, even for my life coaching, um, life coaching group. So I had women to sign up for my support group and we would meet every other Monday. Sometimes I would have guest speakers on there. Other times I would have um, licensed therapists on there. Like I've always had, um, you know, different speakers on there, giving, speaking about different topics. I did um, different exercises with women on there. And that's how I started building a community. So I had people logging in from New Jersey, Hmm. New York, California, you know, and then I had a Facebook group called um, Breaking the Silent Hill and the Pain as well. And I had people coming into that Facebook group. And from there, you know, I started getting um, working with marketing, branding and, you know, got into my Instagram page, which a lot of people started following me on my Instagram page. So that is how I started to continue to grow my community. And then when I would have different conferences at different locations, people started calling me saying, hey, can you be on my podcast? Um, you know, different newscasts started asking me, can they do interviews with me? Um, different from everywhere. They just started calling saying, hey, you know, I want to have you on. You know, we really need this in our community as well. So I started coming to other people's platforms talking about different topics. Great. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Summer, do you have anything you have to add? Yeah. So um, how, how, what is your process with integrating entrepreneurship with, you know, the important um, work that you do? Like describe your day to day um, and your journey with that. So you, you have to, One of the things that I've learned is you have to strategize. You have to know what you want and get that vision in front of you. And then you have to execute. One of the things that I've learned and because I also um, own two assistant living facilities in Baltimore. But one of the things that I've learned over the years of, you know, building, you, you have to get up every day as if you are going to work. You have to network. You have to get out here. You have to network. You got to grind just like a person going to a nine to five. You Whatever you don't feed, it's not going to grow. What you don't water, it's not going to grow. You have to, you know, really pour your heart and you have to invest in yourself. Right. You have to invest in yourself. That is one of the key things that I've learned over the years and that's one thing that I noticed that people didn't do not like to do they don't like to invest in themselves mm, right um so I know you have a conference and you're honoring amazing women who align with your mission so tell us more about the conference 
is this the first year is it a recurring year so um this is um conference number four i started back in 2016 but you know during covid we didn't have one in 2020 or 2021 mm -hmm. um yeah, so I started back up since 2016 was my first conference. 17, I had a conference. 2018, we went to Atlanta to do like a round table talk. And last year, November, I had a big conference in Tampa, Florida. Right. So now I'm going to have one because um, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And so I wanted to do a conference geared toward around Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So the conference that we are going to be having, I have um, a panel of two licensed therapists and these licensed therapists have been through trauma themselves so they can relate to both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Not only will I have those, but then I have a life coach. I have men speaking because I just I want to make sure that men are welcome and they understand that they need healing as well. Right. How, how, since the pandemic, how, how has that taken, how has that affected your business? Did you have to put some things on pause? Tell us about that. So for the pandemic, um, yes, we had to put it on pause. I was going to have a conference, this big old conference, and we had to cancel it. Mm. We had to cancel it. And so that's what I feel like during the, the COVID I wrote my whole book during COVID because I had that time to be still. I think that if a lot of people didn't grow their businesses through COVID, it, <laughs> that was the most crucial time for you to really sit back because I feel like you had time to sit back and strategize and find ways to make, be able to still continue to make a living from home. So I think social media was the biggest piece for me, being able to do Zoom meetings and have um, sessions with women through being able to use that platform, social media. Mm -hmm. yeah. Zoom calls, you know, um, being able to have conferences online. Right. You know, if you notice that they had a lot of conferences online because the world was shut down. So if the world is shut down, we still have to sit, be able to sit back and say, okay, let me figure out how I can still continue to make money while the world is shut down. Right. I think the pandemic gave people a little break and some time to figure out, um, well, people in business, how to figure out how to deal with this change and make a way to continue the work that they're doing right yes i have a question so when you talk about the online events have you had an online event and tell us like how did you put that together like was there anxiety of COVID happening and you um turning to like an online um cu uh, curated space for people how did how did the whole organ organization of that work i needed a lot of help because I'm not that savvy with technology. <laughs> yes, and it did cause a lot of um, stress and anxiety because 
one of the things that you, um, especially if you're not used to, if you're not used to working with um, working with technology, and you are, it, it, for me, when I had to get in front of the camera and start speaking and start talking to people through, you know, through social media, it was very hard for me. It was definitely very hard for me, but we were able to have a men's panel. And I think I had about 10 different men speaking on that. Well, I'm sorry, eight, eight men speaking on this panel. And we had a really good outcome because so many women wanted to know how men think. So that was um, a very successful little conference that we had. It was two hours. And I also jumped on a lot of these conferences that they were having a lot of meetings on Zoom during that pandemic. So I learned a lot myself. I took classes on how to do the Zoom and took classes on, you know, how to do the conferences and stuff like that online because everybody was trying to teach you because everybody was trying to survive through COVID. That's awesome. Um, and this will be my question. I'm going to turn it over to Summer. So with growing your platform and growing your community, can you talk a little bit about partnerships and how have you partnered with different um, organizations, women-focused organizations? And I know you speak of our ally men. And how has that helped grow your platform and you as a person? Right. Well, I can give you a prime example I networked with a woman in Tampa and she has a platform called Shalon's Hope. Her and I partner because we do a lot of the same work in the community where she helps women that are in recovery. And I introduced my 12-step program. And so we connected and she was having a conference that she do every year. She does a fundraiser and I came in and I spoke at her conference. From there, um, we networked and I come in and bring my 12-step program into her facility and I teach her women the 12-step program. I also connected with um, Miracles Outreach where they had teenage young girls and I partnered with them and came in and brought my 12-step program, coaching program and teaching these young girls on how to love themselves because of all the trauma that they are going through. So I think that partnering is really, really good because you're not only um, collaborating with another, you know, agency, but also you are helping the people in their in their communities. Yeah, that that's amazing. So, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I just, you know thinking about God and thinking about how God teaches us to have relationships, right? Because God says for us to love ourselves, to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people get it misconstrued because they look at it as if we're supposed to just love our neighbors, but you can't just love your neighbor. You have to love yourself as you would love your neighbor. But a lot of times we don't want to put in the work to love ourselves. And I Mm -hmm. said that to say, that in order for us to be in relationship, in work relationship, job relationships, Mm. in order for you to have these relationships, you have to be able to love yourself so that you can pour into these other relationships. Mm. We can't pour from an empty cup. 
we need other people. And God, if you think about it, like God always, Jesus would, would get on a ship and he would be in a ship in the water and he would be teaching the word of God. So that ship means relationship. Right. So we are to be in relationship with other people. And I tell people that all the time, until you heal, you're not going to be able to have good relationships with your working partners. If your working partner is having a rough, in, in a rough patch, if you're not in a healthy place, how are you going to be able to let that person lean on you? Right. Mm, that's right. true. You know, so you have to be in a healthy place in order to be able to have relationship for a partnership. I have a partner right now and my partner and I, we work very well together because if I'm having a rough day, she's going to look at me and say, hmm, she's, you know, she's, she's feeling stressed today, you know, and she'll say, okay, she'll pick and choose her battles of what she needs to talk to me about. And then when the next day she might call me and say, sis, well, you was having a rough day yesterday, you know, and I gave you your space and that we'll start laughing and we'll talk about the situation that I was going through at that time. But if you have somebody that is easily to be offended or take offense, a healed person will not take offense to an offense because they know that it has nothing to do with them. Right. So that's true. So, you know, yeah. adding on to that, faith is obviously something that's very important to you. Besides, you know, oh, absolutely. besides those encouraging words, how do you instill that in your community and your business and the people that I you work with? I use all biblical principles and I tell people straight off, straight up. When they call me and say, hey, you know, I'm interested. I say I use all biblical principles. And if they're not open to that, then I'm not the place for them. Because that's how I healed. You know, that is, you know, very dear near to my heart. And I know what it did for my life. And I know what it can do to another person's life. And if they're open to receiving then we will do sessions together. But if they're not open to receiving that, then, you know, like, it, it's like, what does light have to do with darkness? You know? Right. Yeah. So, um, moving on to another question. I know that you or are a board of director member on women and warriors on route to higher heights ministries tell her tell us more about that that is a ministry that does a lot in a community with um the homeless they go to homeless shelters we give away bibles um we teach in the ministry we have conferences where you know we speak at different conferences they may have different speakers i don't always speak but sometimes I do speak when we do have a conference and we're just pouring out into the communities and helping men and women in shelters yes okay well that's all the questions that I have for you what do you do you have anything else um Gabriela no that's amazing that um you're using your gift that God has bestilled on you through advocacy for men and women and for those who are in need. Um, and you've came so far from such a crazy journey with your personal story. And I would say, what advice 
can you give a woman who is in the situation that you were in and how will you tell her and how can she get out of it? The first thing is to acknowledge that there is trauma or there's hurt, there's pain. There is something that is blocking you from being the best potential that you can be. So you have to be able to acknowledge it and everybody can acknowledge it because it actually starts to become normal for you. So my advice would be to be able to acknowledge that something is off, something is wrong. Seek help and get the help that you need. I always tell people, you know, if you go to a therapist and this therapist is not working, do not give up. Because that therapist that you need is going to be there. You just have to find the right one that's a good fit for you. Because a lot of people will go to a therapist and they don't like the therapist. And then they'll say, oh, no, therapy is not for me. It's the same thing as if you have you go to the hairdresser and you don't like your hair. And you'll say, mm, I'm not going to go back to her because I just don't like how she styles hair. She does other people pretty good, but I don't like how she do mine. You know what I'm saying? And you had that choice. You had that right. And so that same way that you do that with the hairstylist is the same way you need to do that with the therapist. Mm. And then lastly, I mean, you know, I know people sometimes don't believe or, you know, believe in different other higher powers. Get your relationship with God. Mm. Get your foundation. Get balanced on your relationship with God because whatever you ask God for he's going to give it to you but you have to believe Mm -hmm. you know and I would seek help to getting the help that I need I would surround myself with positive people people who want to see me raise up Mm -hmm. and start trusting yourself a lot of times we have the tendency to be around people and you'll start feeling something in your heart towards another person You got to trust yourself and say, you know what? This person is not for me. When I'm around her, I feel less than. Mm. Because people are not always safe people. And that's another book that I always recommend people to read. is a book called Safe People and Learning How to Set Boundaries. Because Mm. when you understand who safe people are and you learn how to set boundaries, it will help you in your relationships, business relationships, And once you start getting the help, your eyes, you're going to start seeing things through a different set of lenses. And you'll be able to be more successful in your business if that's what you want to do, a business. And and, and people, you know, had a tendency to throw out, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. But some people are not built for that. Some people, they do better with having a nine to five, more structure. You know, mm-hmm. and they feel more secure that way. And that's okay because a lot of like social media have you comparing yourself to other people. But I just want to encourage people to do what you love to do. Do what you love to do. Because if you can wake up in the morning and say, oh, I can't wait to get to work tomorrow. You know, I want to encourage this person. I want to do this. Just be the best that you can be in that position that you are in. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That would be my advice to that person. But you got to want it and you got to put in a work. And sometimes the work is not always easy. Mm-hmm. But awesome. it will pay off because once you get to the other side of that pain, you'll look back and you will be able to help someone else. 
Perfect. Well said. Well said. Do you have anything, Summer? That is all I have. We thank you, Latarsha, for sharing your story with us and our community. It's very inspiring and we want to stay connected with you. How can we stay connected with you? You can, um, I have a website, www.latarshahawson.com. Um, I'm on Instagram as Houghton's Love, H-A-U-G-H-T-O-N-S-L-O-V-E, Houghton's Love on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook as Latarsha Houghton. Uh, YouTube BTS underscore healing the pain on YouTube so you can always know and be updated by just going to my website as well all right thank you so much perfect perfect we will add all Latasha information in the podcast summary note where you can find her where you can stalk her where you can get her her services and her programs and her online conferences to connect with her on your journey um as you heard her she based her company off of faith so when you do connect with her you know that her practices is all based on um, her religion and faith so you guys can meet each other where you're at once again my name is Gabrielle Reese and I'm the founder of women who influence and I'm here again with my co-host summer <laughs> and this is our third episode thank you so much for joining us Latarsha I can't wait to share your story with our audience <laughs>